That's the podcast coach for August 19th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. Yeah. That music will get you going. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. Dot com. Jim Collison may be attempting to join later from Phoenix. He's out on assignment. and uh, But joining us from the awesome, it's it's coming September 26th, podcastengineeringschool.com. And I'm going to say your name right because I've been corrected. It is Chris Curran, not Curran, Curran. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Thank you, Dave. Excellent. As I'm coughing and choking over here. See, it's not good because this is, and we we did not plan this. We are both wearing our podcast movement shirts. So we're <laughs> vintage, what, 2015, maybe? I don't know. This is, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. 2015. Because last year they had the gray one. One before that, 2014, they had the black one. So I've got the, I've got the match set now. So that's cool. Uh, but uh, thanks for coming on the show, Chris. I appreciate it. Happy to hang. Did uh, did you happen to bring Barry with you? I did, uh, but the pro the problem is if you're watching on Google Hangouts, um, yes. it, it's like looking behind the curtain, the Wizard of Oz thing. Because Barry's, I mean, Barry hangs with me in the studio, but you know, uh, but only for today. He's not here live, and I have this uh, this little iPad oh. soundboard. So Barry's here with me. Barry, you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use for uh, what? What app do you use for that? It's called Soundbite. Okay. But I just what ha- what just happened was well, my MacBook Pro is from like 1971, and <laughs> it can't update. <laughs> like I need to. It, it won't sync. It won't work well with Chrome or anything anymore because I didn't update the OS. And now it's saying that it can't synchronize with Soundbite, so I'm actually going to have to change soundboards. Uh, I use iJingle. I think it was twenty bucks, which is hilarious because in like app dollars, that's like a million six. Me twenty dollars. You don't get this for free. Uh, you can use um, Boss Jock is another one. Boss Jock is meant to record, but they have a. If you don't have a ton of carts, uh, you could use Boss Jock as as well. So one of the things I, I need for my soundboard is, or I want, I don't want to, I, I play it through an iPad, which mm-hmm. is like one of the only Apple devices I have. And I hate the fact that I have to actually sync my iPad with, with a computer to put files on the iPad. It, to me, that's just the most retarded thing ever. I just want to be able to download a file onto my iPad or email myself a file, yeah. a, a clip and put it on a soundboard. You can't. So this this new one I found. I think it, the new one is called Soundboard. Actually, it's purple. Yeah, you that's the can. one. You can go. You can go right up to like Google Drive, yeah. and just download it. Download a wave file, and then put it on your soundboard. And it's like, hello, why can't you do this with Apple products? Crazy. Yeah. That's the one that uh, I think Cliff Ravens, Ravenscraft uses. I use a one called iJingle, and that's the reason I moved because I used to use Soundbite, and it was this hassle of having to go through iTunes to to get things onto it. And this one has the same thing. I can, I just upload things to Dropbox, go into to this thing, say, download it. And it's, it's in there. So it's, it's soon you're going to be, need a dongle attached to your ears and every, it's, it's crazy. I don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> Chris is a, uh, a recording engineer, worked in the music business uh, back in the day. And uh, now he's producing podcasts for all sorts of people. And uh, when he came on board, he kind of noticed that, uh, you know, some of these podcasters are missing some of the, the basics of, of uh, recording. So he's brought his skills over here and someone had a question and I thought this would be a good one to, um, to have you answer. He says, uh, this is from Matthew and he says, I've been uh, debating rather a big purchase, uh, which it is. And want to ask is the high PR 40, which of course means we have to do this. Yes, that's right. The, the high PR 40. <laughs> is it all cracked up? Is it, is it all that it's cracked up to be? And this is from Matthew and he's uh, he says he has a 2100. And so, you know, I, I, as a uh, recording engineer, do you just have endless uh, gear acquisition syndrome? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Yes, actually. Well, and, and now that everything is mostly in the box, which by the way, in the box is a term meaning that you're, you're producing all the sound 
you're, you're doing all the audio within the computer, not with like outboard gear and actual gear. But yeah, now that I'm doing everything in the box, I have a major uh, plug-in addiction. And it's, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you say? Because I know the, the PR40 got a ton of press when Leo Laporte started using one about whatever, 11 years ago or so. Uh, and so everybody bought one. I, I think it was on your last show, you were kind of explaining how there, there really isn't a one-size-fits-all microphone for, for people. Yeah, there's not. Um, there's so many choices and so many options. Um, in fact, I just next week on my podcast engineering show. No, next week is Jason Sanderson. He's the back back end of the Art of Charm uh, right. production. Uh, but then the next week is Travis Hill from podcastmike.com. Travis Hill actually tests all the top rated podcast mics. He does these little reviews and tutorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, on all the mics and and it's podcastmike.com. He's actually done the PR40, all all the major podcasting mics, and it's really cool the way he does it. You can hear the difference. You said the magic. Word, so. the, the chat room gets really upset if I don't hit the sound every time. <laughs> I oh that is the one, that's the best sound effect I've ever heard. That's uh, Emily from the story behind podcast.com. Thank you, Emily. But uh, so look, there's all different mics and. Wow. You know sad, Chris? You, you're losing your voice and you're not at podcast movement yet. <laughs> I know. And I don't have a cough button. Uh, that's all right. Um, so look, I like um, investing in gear. I like getting good gear because when you get good gear and you take care of it, it lasts pretty much forever. So you can tell your wives or your significant other or your husband that, look, I'm going to spend this money, but it, it literally this microphone is going to work for the next 50 years and it's going to be awesome. So as long as you take care of it, how do you, um, how do you stop a mixer from getting the scratchies? You know, where I go to like this morning, I went and I'm, I'm having a weird problem with my panning. I have a panning issue and I went to, to adjust something. And sure enough, I got a little like, and I was like, Oh, there's the problem. We're, we're getting a little dirt in the contacts. Yeah. There's just some dirt in there. So you can, you can take off the knobs and clean underneath there or better yet, even uh, John Bucanis mentioned this in podcaster society like a week or two ago, he like lift, he, he basically unscrewed his whole mixer, took off the entire top of his mixer. And I think you have to take all the knobs off first individually and then take the big top off. And he cleaned everything from top to bottom, put it back together and everything was spanky clean, just, Perfect. So what happens is dust and dirt over time does get into your mixers. That's why it's always a good practice to actually cover your mixer, even if it's just with a piece of plastic or something. So just don't leave it open to the air 24-7, 365. Yeah, when, I used to use, uh, which isn't big enough anymore, but I used to use a terrible towel from uh, a Cleveland Indians game. I would just, when I get done, I would just kind of <laughs> the knobs and... That's it. I have a couple of pieces of plastic from other gear that I bought. I just put lay the plastic over it. Um, and that way, if if the ceiling ever leaked or drip water, it would wouldn't get in the mixer, stuff like that. Yeah, I know mine is is about two feet away from a window. And if it's raining outside and have the window open, I'm always like, if in the event that it's raining sideways, <laughs> there's, a chance, yeah. there's a slight chance that it, uh, it might do that. Uh, so, but hold on, but Matthew's question, did I answer Matthew's question? Um, he's thinking about investing in. Yeah. Is it all that it's cracked up to be the, the, um, you know. <laughs> Look, it is a good mic. Let's put it that way. The Heil PR40, the RE320, the RE20, the Shure SM7B, and there's a bunch more. They're all good mics. The. The, the cheaper mics, the $100 mics and below, they're also good too. Like the ATR 2100, which I'm on one right now. The Sennheiser E835, that's one that, that's the main handheld I use. Um, that's the $99 mic and it's kind of like an SM58, but it's way better. Mm-hmm. Um, or I should say better, more presence, more level. But so you can use a, a $99 mic or a $60 mic and you will be fine. But if you want to step it up, you can. And again, it's an investment. Now, here's the thing. What I would say is there's a lot of other factors that determine how a mic sounds. 
biggest one right off the bat is your microphone technique. I mean, right now you're hearing me pretty clear, I assume. But what if I was, you know, what if right. I like this and I want to do the show like this, Dave? <laughs> how's, it, how's it sound now? You're only three feet away. Is it okay now? Is it, <laughs> we can I answer more of the question? <laughs> All right. So you get the idea. You got to work the mic. You have to have good microphone technique. That includes stuff like, you know, you see when I'm coughing, I'm leaning way over to the side. If I was to, when I laughed, did you see when I laughed? I back and up. And I just laughed and then I came back here. Uh, so microphone technique. The other thing is how you're recording it, your, your signal chain. You're running the mic into a mixer or a recorder. And, and what level are you recording it at? That's important, too. Then comes the space you're in. <laughs> there, you know, is it, is it, a, is it a hallway? <laughs> like a, that sounds like a canyon. Or is it a nice, small, closed room that has a carpet and catches all the reflections? Right. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, do a podcast like that. Hi, welcome to Ask the Podcast. <laughs> yeah, email that episode to Daniel J. Lewis. He'll love it. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. In, in all your travels of, of editing podcasts and things like that, what do you think is the most common mistake? Um, well, one of the most common, I don't really know what is the most common, but one of the most common is the difference in levels between speakers mm. so the host and the guest the, either the host will be really loud and the guest will be much lower or the guest will be loud and the host will be much lower and that is a big problem because remember when we're talking about podcast production the only thing our, our only concern is the listener yeah. the listener's experience that's all that's the only reason audio engineering exists. So when you think about your listener's experience, I mean, how we've all heard it 7,000 times where someone's driving in their car and they got to ride the volume knob. They got to turn down, turn it up. And then when one speak, when the, when the lower volume speaker comes on, they'll crank their volume in their car. And then when the other speaker comes back in, it blows the top of their head off and, and come on, you can't, you can't, listen to a podcast like that. So leveling out the two voices or three voices, however many voices uh, is critical. And there are a lot of ways to do that. You can just put, you could put each voice through a phonic or some sort of a leveler and have it do it that way. Um, you know, and if it's a volume thing, if it's only volume, that'll kind of flatten out the volumes. And that again, makes it a better experience for the listener. Now, volume's not the only thing that it, that impacts the perceived level of people. All right. EQ and compression and other effects also factor into it. And in, in fact, you probably heard a podcast where the host is like, let's say the host is like me right on a mic. There's no reverb at all. And the other one is like Dave was with all kinds of reverb. <laughs> yeah. This is a, doesn't, you don't notice a difference at all. Welcome to the show, Dave. Hey, Chris, great to have you. <laughs> so now look, if that's how Dave sounds and that's how I sound, you can level them both to minus 19 luffs, but I guarantee perceptually they're yeah. not going to sound the same level. So you can you can level things. You can use Alphonic, and most of the time it's really it works really well and, and it levels them very close, but sometimes it doesn't, especially if someone's on the phone, you know, because the phone basically from 300 Hertz to 3000 Hertz. That's, that's the frequency range on a phone. <laughs> and you can, you can look at the wave at 3000 Hertz. It literally just drops off and there's nothing above that. It's interesting. So awesome. Yeah. That's where I always say in the end, I always say vote with your ears. Cause a lot of times you can, you can see two wave files and they're dead on. But if somebody else is, it's like you said, if they're three feet away from the microphone, there's a bunch of room noise. They're going to sound like they're, three feet away further than the, the other person. So that's always fun. I know you yeah. are, you're a big fan of the, uh, the blue Yeti in the middle of the table. <laughs> Dude, I just did one yesterday. Oh my God. Three people in a conference room. Luckily. I, and, and the, you know, the air, the, the eight, the air coming into the room was like, <sighs> and like, 
And I'm like, can it really? Is that how it's going to be? And then luckily, my host was able to ask the people and they, and, and they actually turned it off. <laughs> you know, a lot of these big buildings, you can't turn off one room. Yeah, because otherwise the whole, the whole <laughs> was sweating. Luckily, they were able to turn off this one room and we were able to do the show. Um, but again, three people talking into a, a Blue Yeti in Omni mode, which Omni mode is where it picks up all the sound from all directions. <laughs> um, and then you got to play the game where, okay, if one person's talking louder than the other, you, you, guess how you have to level them out? you have to move the mic closer to the person who's talking at a lower volume. <laughs> it's like physical balancing of the level. That's what you have to do. <laughs> it's crazy. Excellent. Well, before we got off the, um, the subject, of course, um, microphones and awesome things like the high LPR 40. <laughs> we're just going to milk that one for all it's and, brilliant. Uh, you have how many microphones are going to be available at podcast movement? Do you know, actually 10. Seriously, there's wow. going to be 10. I, I, the, the sign that we printed out says eight, but we're going to have 10 bonus microphones. We wanted to under promise and over deliver Dave. <laughs> so if you ever wondered, cause we, we were saying earlier that, you know, you're a high LPR 40. I don't see. I said it again. <laughs> might sound great for, for somebody's voice, but it might make you too bassy. Uh, 2100 might sound great for somebody, but make somebody else sound too thin. I know Todd Cochran says everybody loves that mic. He doesn't like it because it makes his voice sound thin. And I think he uses a, I think Todd uses a condenser mic if I remember right. So now this is the big quiz. Can, can you name the microphones? Do you know, do you know what you want your bring? Yeah. Well, I thank God I have them listed on a webpage that I can just read. Um, like pop quiz. All right. You got the, the Behringer, if you've heard if you've heard my podcast engineering show, you know I had this woman on Liza Miller who who frequently in one room has 16 people on a podcast episode. With 16 mics? Uh 16 mics. Oh holy. Wow. Dude. Think just, about that. Just the cable <laughs> <laughs> and the headphone issues. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, she uses the Behringer Ultra Voice XM 1800S mics because those are the ones you can get a three pack of those mics for $39. <laughs> I think it's the one that Glenn the Geek uses. I know he uses some. Bear. Yeah, exactly. He uses them and they're not bad. Again, if you if you talk right into it and it it's it's OK, it's fine. In fact, on that episode, we did a or session. We did a. Uh, a little sound test. She actually switched mics in, in the session and said, okay, this is that one. And this is the Behringer. Uh, so that we're going to have that one there. Uh, the Samson Q2U, which is, is very, very similar to the audio Technica ATR 2100. So the ATR 2100, everyone usually knows about that's the it's XLR and USB. It's the one I'm using right now. Samson Q2U is literally the, the, Almost the same exact thing. It's XLR and USB, and it it's so and it's handheld and it's a little cheaper actually. The Samson Q2U is like fifty five dollars. The ATR twenty one hundred usually around sixty four. So those are going to be there. Also, the Sennheiser E eight thirty five, which is that handheld I told you about. It's ninety nine dollars Sennheiser, which is very similar to the SM fifty eight, but has more presence and um, a higher output level, which that's important the output level of a mic because if if the output level of a mic is is more is hotter as we as you would say more level then you don't have to crank your mic pre as much and then you don't introduce as much noise so then you have the rode procaster yes is that one that's usb only no the usb only one is the podcaster yeah, yes Let's let's name things so they're really confusing. <laughs> this is the Procaster. And then the next one above that is the Broadcaster, which is actually actually a beast of a mic. But we're going to have the Procaster. Uh, I've never heard that before. We're going to have the Blue Yeti Pro. Now, the Blue Yeti Pro is going to be there. Uh, the reason it's we're using the Pro version is because the Blue Yeti Pro actually has an XLR output as well. So again, it... Blue Yeti Pro is USB and XLR. 
Hmm. So that'd be cool. And then we're going to have the RE320, which you're using right now, which I've never had one, but I've said several times that if I probably had to pick one podcasting mic gun to my head, I, I think I would choose that one <laughs> for for various reasons. Uh, all right. Then we have the get ready with the sound clip. We have the Heil PR40. <laughs> and then we have the Shure SM7B. And then we have the RE20, which the RE20 is the most expensive mic. $449. Ouch. See, every yeah. time I think we should have the sound effect of Dah! every time somebody says sure SM7B, because the for me, every time I hear about that, oh, this is one Michael Jackson used to record Thriller. <laughs> Shamal. <laughs> so, but at any rate, um, well, that'd be fun. So if you want to stop by, you can uh, you basically slap on a set of headphones and point at Chris and he'll do some switchy majiki magician there thing and pop through the the microphones and find out which one works best for your voice and you probably yeah like i do that like especially the difference between like the uh, q2u and the 2100 there's like there's there's this much difference it's really not a you know okay. it might be a little more high end a little low end but in the end i always say if you have a mixer you can probably make any microphone sound kind of like any other microphone they're always going to be Subtle differences, but pretty much. And and actually this goes back to Matthew's question. I think I'm answering Matthew's question in like 18 pieces over 36 minute period. But anyway, um, so each mic has its own character. One of the things that the Heil PR40 does is it is it makes it the sound smooth. I'm sorry, you said it. I have to. <laughs> it 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 like smoothens out the the sound, like smooth, like butter like just like <laughs> smooth i don't know how else to say it smooth yeah. not biting not not aggressive sounding not biting it's more smooth and for some people's voices that doesn't work it doesn't sound good some people that does make their voice sound better so each mic has its own character each mic has its own frequency response its own proximity effect when you get closer or further away so that's why trying them is the best thing because it really is like uh, like a glove, like which you can have 10 pairs of gloves. They can all be size medium if that's your size, but they're all going to feel different. And you, you, if you try on all 10 gloves, there's one that you try on one pair of gloves you try on that you're going to be like, dude, this is the pair for me. This is it. You just put it on. You go, ah, <laughs> these are the gloves. I want. <laughs> and the other thing you have to keep in mind um, unless you're, let me see if I can make myself sound really formal. I turn off all my bass. Unless you're sounding like an AM radio show, right? Unless you sound like this, which to me, this just sounds like a headset. Cut, cut um, the highs too. Cut all the highs too. Okay. Try that. Then you're going to sound like you're on the phone. If I do, is that any, I don't know what that, that <laughs> <laughs> it has too many. There we go. Now we have no highs. So we're just all mid. There you go. So if you sound like this. And you upgrade to a 2100 or a, a, you know, oh, sure, we'll kick the tire again. You upgrade to a <laughs> Then that might actually grow your audience. But in most cases, it won't because, like we said, there's not that much difference between, um, you know, a 2100 and a PR40. There's, there's obviously a difference. It's a $300 microphone. But it's not where somebody's going to go, whoa, what happened? You know, it's just a little more basic. Right. Yeah, you bring up a great point that – in the end, it's about uh, th there's a good enough standard. I as long as your sound is good enough, you're good. Uh, but again, some people like audio equipment. Some people want to sound a little better. And, you know, here's another thing which I was thinking about. There's also a psychological difference. That is true. That's I'm glad you said that. Because here's the thing, just to, just because I got one sitting here and, and Chris is a musician as well. I play yes. the guitar. And if I pick up an electric guitar and I don't like the sound, like for whatever reason, this guy's much more Nirvana than, I don't know, Ozzy Osbourne or something. I don't play as well because I don't like the way I sound. And I think that affects some people. If, if they don't think they sound good, then, they, then they're, they're um, oh, what's the thing where you don't believe in yourself? Your inhibited. Goes through the roof. 
And you're like, oh, nobody's going to listen to me because I sound. But that's a great point. I think it's a confidence say, booster. Say what you just said again. I think it got ducked when I talked. You're, you're imp- the imposter syndrome, which is why would anybody listen to me? I think that just goes off the charts because you're like, oh, listen to me. I sound horrible. And, you know, rah, 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 we just kick ourselves. Right. Um, and I think I then if you think the opposite, then is if you put your on like, ooh, I sound like, you know, Dr. Smooth. Um on you know m105 dr smooth show uh you know then you're like okay cool and you're you're confident to hit the microphone i think that has a lot to uh to do with it give me your m105 voice again your m105 the smooth sounds yeah oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh so i but yeah so keep that in mind And, and if you're coming to podcast movement uh chris is in the corner i saw the layout today and you're, there's a, a big thing under this <laughs> microphone demos. And I was like, that's where Chris is going to be. I have no idea where the Libsyn booth is going to be, but um, I, uh, I, I did see where you're going to be. Uh, got a question in the chat room from Chris Nessie. He says, can I talk about what I use for continuous streaming? Now, this is another thing you do not need, but if you wanted to have kind of your radio station uh, kind of thing, we just, you click play and it, starts wherever it is. I use a, a service. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash cast, it's 15 bucks a month. And I guess the better question is, why do I have that? <laughs> um, because I get about, we checked, about 300 listens a month. Um, um, and it's just fun to play with. It's It used to be, if we, we go, if we back up about, if we back up pre iTunes music before they had their streaming music site, uh, there used to be a whole bunch of stuff in iTunes where you could go in and say, show me streaming radio stations. And so this service allows you to, it gives you, it's almost like an RSS feed. You get a link that you give that to other stations. And then when people click play behind the scenes, it clicks play on your thing and they start streaming your station. And so it used to be, I, I feel, it was a little more featured in iTunes in the past. And then as soon as iTunes Music came out, so now Apple has their own streaming thing, well, they're not really going to promote you as much. So uh, it's just something I started to, to play with. But there are some people that, 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 here's the fun thing, it's the the laid back experience. You want to, or lean back. It's, it's you click and lean back to listen. And I'm like, Cause to me, podcasting, I'm like, I'm up taking notes and I'm, I'm ready to go, you know? And for whatever reason, this is more of a, you know, you, you can't really fast forward. You just click play and it goes. And the other thing I, I've done that I've tested with it is about every two or three episodes, whatever I'm playing. And I play most, I mean, I play ask the podcast coach, I play school of podcasting, all this other stuff. It's a way to kind of promote all my stuff. But like every third episode, there's a, a, a advertisement for lack of a better phrase. And I think the coupon code is radio. And I've been doing this for probably three or four years. I've never had a single person sign up for the school of podcasting using the coupon code radio. So it's one of those where it's like, you know, um, can your RSS feeds, can you send multiple RSS feeds to the streaming service? That's not the way I do it. Um, let me see here. It's, it's kind of a thing where you upload your files to, now they might be able to do that. I know there's a um, the service that used to work with Blueberry. I can't, cannot remember the name where you would give them the RSS feed and they would just pull it, your files from the uh, RSS feed. So it was kind of automated. Mine is not. I have to basically go there. And I it's, it's that way because I choose to do it this way. I'm trying to log into my system here real quick. And where I used to go to click on the thing, it's not there anymore. Uh, anyway, so maybe I'll look at that, uh, when we get into post-show. Did you know there's a post-show, Chris? No. What happens in the post-show? The post-show, we keep going. And the only people that can listen to that are our awesome, uh, podcast supporters. Oh, and cool. Now the live people get to listen, but, uh, and those are awesome people like, uh, Glenn Hebert from uh, horseradionetwork.com. You know, Glenn, don't you? Yes. And, uh, Josh Rivers from creativestudio.academy. And the awesome Max Truscott, who does AviationNewsTalk.com. And uh, if you want to be an awesome supporter of the Ask the Podcast Coach show, you can go to AskThePodcastCoach.com. I lost my own memory. <laughs> AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. 
and uh, that will uh, bring you there. But uh, so, yeah, we do an extra. We're, we're going till noon. And believe it or not, we're already halfway through the show. Time flies. Wow. When you are having fun. Um, I did want to answer um, one other question, and this is from Sean. He has a question about Libsyn. And yes, uh, he asked about going back and changing your show notes for an episode that's already been published. And he talked about, what if I want to change my artwork for an episode that's already been published? And he said, what things am I not allowed to change when it comes to changing an episode that's already been published? And I like this question so much. I was like, oh, we got to talk about this today. And here's where you hear people talk about whether well, there are no rules in podcasting. There are no rules in podcasting. So you can change whatever you want. If you want to change the title, yep. Want to change the show notes? Yep. Want to swap out a file? I'll give you an example. Uh, Emily, and by the way, if you ever hear something in my show and you go, mm, I don't know if you meant to do that. I had a thing where I said uh, a date and I said the date wrong. Like for, I think, and this is where I need to go back and check because I'm, I'm switching my brain to school of podcasting stuff. But at the, on uh, September 4th, I'm doing an episode on, have you ever had an, uh, yeah, no moment, meaning somebody has contacted you about something about your podcast and you went, yeah, no. So when, you know, people ask to be on your show that just don't fit and things like that. And I set a date and it was the wrong date. I think I should have said, I'm looking at my calendar. I would think by August 1st is when I would need those. That's the Friday before the, the Monday, then when that comes out. And I think I said September or something, whatever the date was. So Emily was like, Hey Dave, I don't know if you realize this, but you said the wrong date which was awesome because I pulled up my, in this case, I was using Hindenburg Journalist. I went back, cut out the date, hit record and said, August 4th or whatever the date was, put it in, exported it and replaced the file in, in Libsyn. So you can even replace the file. Now there is one asterisk there with Libsyn and in most companies like Blueberry and Spreaker and Podbean, they all have this monthly quota. And so because I was replacing a file that I had uploaded in the month, that didn't count against my monthly quota. If I had replaced a file that was back in June, then that would, the file I'm uploading would count towards my monthly quota. But uh, you can change whatever you want. If you want to change your artwork, you want to change the name of your show. The only thing you can't change, and this is what I wanted to, to definitely hit on. And there's a thing in Libsyn, and this is kind of a, well, it's, I know um, in Podbean, you have a subdomain. Um, but in Libsyn, you have a thing called a slug. And I wish they would have named it something different. They, I wish they would have named it Libsyn ID. Because that's what <laughs> it, it's the Libsyn. Because to me, slug sounds like this, you know, <laughs> worm of some sort. Or yeah. Something. And then you're going to see like a slug trail going across the ground or something. And it's just, it's your Libsyn ID. And that goes into like, mine is School of Podcasting for, uh, and I think for this show, it's Ask the Podcast Coach. So if you were to look at the URL to the MP3 file, it's like traffic.lipson.com slash ask the podcast coach slash the file name. And so you never see that. Usually you see a button that says play and you click on that behind the scenes. It's, it's using that thing. Uh, when you subscribe to a podcast, the slug is in your RSS feed. So mine is school of podcasting.lipson.com slash RSS. You don't see that. Uh, you, you click on subscribe and behind the scenes, it throws that into your app. So your slug is the only thing that, I'm going to put in air quotes here that you can't change because you have to ask support. And the reason you have to ask support is we're going to go, really? Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> because what you do is when you change that, your feed, especially in iTunes, goes dead because that feed doesn't exist anymore. You change the name of it. All your episodes in the back go dead because you changed all the URLs to your MP3 files. Uh, and if you're using the lips and podcast page that goes dead. So it's one of those things where there's serious consequences to that. So, um, you, you can change anything you want except your slug. And in theory, I don't recommend that unless you just started, like you haven't even released an episode yet. You're not in iTunes and you're like, Hey, I was going to call this, you know, mystery shake theater. I just want to call it shakes good, whatever, you know, kind of thing. And yes, we can change that now. There's no consequences. So thanks for sending that in, uh, Sean, for, uh, for doing that. So anyway, fun with the Lipson. Oh, one other thing I should point out, um, since we're, we're kind of talking Lipson. Yes, I work for Lipson, which is <laughs> a great place to work. But I have people that on occasion, because they know I work for Lipson, will email me directly to ask a Lipson question. And when you email me, 
especially if I, uh, if I slept in, I sometimes don't check my email in the morning and I go right to Libsyn. And if you email the team support at Libsyn.com, there are a number of people that will answer your question. And I'm, I'm honored and humbled that you would choose that you want Dave to answer your question. But if you're looking for a quick and, and painless answer, support at Libsyn.com is the, the fastest way to go because especially I'm kind of worried because I answered a bunch of questions on Friday and I will have to, I'd be checking my uh, tickets at podcast movement. But if somebody, cause sometimes people will do that. I'll close a ticket. And instead of going to support at lipson.com and, and emailing a, a brand new ticket, they'll open an old one. And it's like, well, I'm not going to be checking tickets as much as I normally do. Cause I'll be standing at a booth answering the same question over and over and over, which is great fun. Podcast. Movement. <laughs> um, what are you looking forward to at podcast movement, Chris, anything that, uh, that you're like, Oh, I can't wait to get there. And, well, actually, so some, uh, a couple of my students from podcast engineering school are going to be there. And a couple of people that I've met through, uh, through the school are going to be there. So I- I'm going to be meeting many people that I haven't ever met before. So that, that's awesome. And then of course, seeing all friends and buddies and just hanging out. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to be running the microphone test drive booth. So I literally won't be able to go to any talks. I don't even know. I probably won't even be able to see the keynote speeches. Right. Uh, so, but it's okay. Um, I'll see them later. Cause I got the, whatever ticket they virtual pass, virtual pass. Um, but you know what? It, I just, I always enjoy the excitement of podcast movement. I mean that, that boost of energy you get and that lasts for another month or two easily that it's a boost that's like this you can't quantify what it is but it just like somehow <laughs> your whole podcasting all your podcasting activities just get energized in a big way do you do you feel that dave oh yeah i think half the fun of it is you know here i am in cuyahoga falls and we we have a northeast ohio podcasters meetup and we get somewhere between five and ten people so you kind of feel like it's you against the world in a way that like like nobody in the world knows what a podcast is. And, you know, so then you go to podcast movement and everybody there is either starting a podcast or has a podcast and you're swapping stories and insights. And, Oh, I didn't know you could do that. And you, did you know you can pin a tweet and you're, wow, that's really cool. And all this other stuff. So you walk out of that just going, I can't wait to go home and try some of this stuff. Or um, you might walk home for me. I walked home with a a co-host the one time Um, I had resources that I wanted to check into, especially you know, uh, obviously I want you to come to the vendor area because now I work for a vendor, but you can find some really cool stuff or, and a lot of that stuff, depending on what your show is, might be content. You know, if you're doing a show about social media and there's a company there that's going to help podcasters, you know, manage their social media, you might want to interview that person. That could be some content for your show. Uh, but, uh, and, and just the other thing is, it's just fun. It's just, it's a, it's a rough week. It's one of those things that come Sunday because a, you're not going to get any sleep. Uh, you're going to be talking all the time. Um, you're depending on what you're doing. You're not going to get to eat much. Not that there's no food there, but you're just, okay, I'll eat lunch later. And then all of a sudden you're turning like, wow, it's seven o'clock and I haven't had breakfast yet. Uh, that's just the way it works. Um, my whole thing is I'm just worried about losing my voice. Cause last year I, I literally, I sounded like Barry by the time I was done. It was, it was really? Great. Yeah, I was, and I got back and I had to record a show and I was like, all right, well, here, just welcome to school. <laughs> just, it was ridiculous. So I'm going to be smart this year and let other people talk because I was talking all day at, at the Libsyn booth. And then at night you go out with people and have fun. And now it's like, Hey, tell me about your podcast. Cause it's all about, you know, the loud music <laughs> or whatever, or even if there's no music, you get 50 people in a room. There's a lot of that just, you know, talking over the murmur. That's you know, right. Especially if Ralph Rivera is there. I mean, then it's just, I mean, my well, God. The one thing I want to ask you, because this is now season two of your podcast engineering school, right? This is the second go round. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The second batch or the second semester. Yeah. Starting September 26th. What's the, can you identify anything that your students, like, obviously they're going to take away, you know, how to make their podcast sound better. But has there any been one thing where you show people and they go, ooh. Ah, like they're like, Ooh, I didn't know I could do that kind of thing. Yeah. So the school in general, and, and if, if anyone's familiar with the school at all, you, you probably know this, but um, 
it's not like another school like how to podcast. It's not like school of podcasting. And I mean, not that that's all the school of podcasting is, but you know what I mean. Um, but my but the podcast engineering school goes really into the audio engineering aspects of podcast production. So really, it's not for podcasters. It's for people who want to have a career producing podcasts. Yeah. So people who want to start their own, you know, podcast production company or do podcast editing on the side or people who want to go for jobs at like places like NPR and stuff, because, you know, you ca- you have to know what you're doing and either you're going to go to full sale for four years, which is a school for music production for four years and spend, I don't even know how much that costs, you know, hundred grand and then come out and then figure out the podcasting aspects of it. It's like, well, you can get the best of both worlds in the podcast engineering school because I've, I include all the audio engineering stuff, but I also include all the podcasting stuff since I've been producing podcasts. So uh, yeah, so there's, there's seven online classes. They're live classes. There's all kinds of bonus videos, but we cover the audio fundamentals. We cover, and there's a lot. I mean, I'm, I can't even read this whole list. If you go, you can go to the website and look, but hardware, studio configurations, software and plugins, recording, connecting guests. That's a whole, that's a whole class right there. Connecting guests and sound checking and all that. Um, listening exercises, mixing, which is something most producers don't even do any, well, they do like minimal mixing, uh, editing, mastering, which is a step that almost everyone, well, if you use Auphonic, then you sort of are mastering, but, uh, that's pretty good. And then the business aspect as well, we cover. So if you are, if someone is thinking of starting a business, um, you know, how do you charge? Where do you, how do you put yourself out there? All that kind of stuff. So it's really deep. It's, it's a small class and it, it's one of those life changers. It's like, the, the, it's supposed to be a life changer and it is, uh, because it'll just t- remove the veil from in front of people's eyes and show them, wow, this is like even Ralph Rivera. He said, he thought he knew a lot <laughs> and then he attended the school and he's like, Oh my God. So that, that's, that's a good reaction from, from my point of view. Well, and so, I, cause I know you, obviously you do this in addition to running the, the school, you have your own uh, company that does audio editing. What is, what's your website for that? Uh, fractal recording. So fractal recording, that's my production company. And now I'm mainly working with mid to large companies. So I kind of, I'm not just doing, you know, editing episodes here and there. It's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm almost becoming the podcasting department for bigger companies where I just handle everything related to the podcast. Nice. And you have something that I swear is missing on most people. I've seen a few people do this. You have a, a, a whole bunch of stuff about the information about you and about your company. And then you have a contact button. And I'm amazed at the number of people that are starting these kind of companies that a have nothing about them. It's just like, here's the company and it's only, you know, $400 a month and blah, blah, blah. And yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, but who are you? And then they're like, and we'll post to your, your lips and account and blueberry and we'll, we'll post it all for you. And we're going to, and I'm like, okay, so now you're, you're, you're going to need a password for that, you know, to do that. And, and this and that, and then there's no way to contact you. So there's nothing about the person and there's no way to contact them. It's just like here, give me money and I'll do it all for you. And I'm like, hey, wait, wait, hold on. Before I go giving you my password to everything, I might want to know just, just a little bit about you. So uh, I, I'm glad to see you have that. And that just goes to, to show you that, Hey, you know what? Chris knows what he's talking. He's been doing this a while. So holy cow, but I'm amazed. I see a lot of people are jumping into this space and I'm always like, there's no about us and there's no contact. I'm like, what if I have a question? Yeah, I always I'm not like marketing is one of my weakest points, but like I always think of the who, what, when, where, why and how like and and in fact, I just I might have a little blurb about podcast engineering school coming out in that the hot pod newsletter mm-hmm. next week. I'm not sure. Maybe you know next week or the week after, but um but anyway, um it's only a blurb. So how do you fit everything into a blurb? So literally what I did as I was like, I wrote down the who, what, when, where, why, and how, and I answered all them very briefly. And then I tried to make it into like one big sentence. <laughs> and, and I think, and it, I, I was able to do it. And, and I think to what you were saying, if you can think of your website like that, someone shows up, it's like, who, 
they want to know who is this? What is this? Why do I need this? And like, you just need to answer all those, ha- have the answers to all those questions readily available. And, and then beyond that, they can either contact you or read more. Yeah, that's it. And, and you make a great point of just having that answer ready. Uh, we're kind of talking about podcast movement today. You know, when somebody comes up to you at the at the booth and you go, oh, yeah, well, I run, you know, Fractal Recording and they go, Fractal Recording, what's, first of all, what's a fractal? And then you, know, <laughs> you can answer that question and then you could say, and then they go, well, what do you do? You know, you got to have that answer ready. Here's, I do this for people who need this and they, because of my service, they do, you know, something quick and easy as opposed to, well, I've started with my body in the garage back <laughs> to, it's like, no, 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 they, you got to have your elevator pitch ready. And uh, I just, um, Michael O'Neill runs um, the Solopreneur Hour, but he also has a thing called, I think it's Conference Topia. So he, he kind of combined a bunch of words, but it's a free course all about how to go to events. And that's one of the things he says, you have to have your 10 second elevator pitch. You know, I help people, I help these kind of people do this kind of stuff. You know, so for you, it might be, I, I help, you know, mid to large businesses, uh, create a podcast that sounds great or something of that nature. So have your, have your pitch ready to go. And then, you know, it's one of those things you'll have it on a string. You just pull it and yes, I help blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Say it a million times. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I get to meet Jim Cullison. I've never, I mean, I see him every Saturday. I've never seen the guy face to face. Nice. So that'll be uh that's kind of fun. Plus I get to hang out. I'll be doing a panel with, uh, are you speaking at all? Or are, you just, are you doing the, the mic shootout? And, and No, I'm not speaking. Okay, well, that's good because you've got your hands full already. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be speaking with uh, Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity to Podcast, Ray Ortega from uh, Podcaster Studio and PodcastersRoundtable.com. And we're doing a thing on RSS feeds. So, and that's another one. It's, it's well, wait a second. The, the three of you, the, it's just the three of you? And, oh, I'm sorry. And Addy Saucedo. Thank you. Holy cow. How did I forget? Okay. I was going to say because... Y- you three are 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 three of the four on my Mount Rushmore of podcast experts. But yes, and the the awesome Addie Saucedo from the podcastplanner.com, I should mention. Ah. Yeah. I remember her. I just uh, I just found that and binged listens to uh her whole thing. So um and she's nice. awesome. She's uh she's had a few podcasts and she was working with the real Brian for a while and she was doing a podcast for a company. That's always when when you podcast for a company how much of that is like, how much education do you have to do to even get your foot in the door? Um, yeah, there's, there's some education involved. I, I think what's funny is a lot of mid and larger companies, they almost just want to jump on the podcasting bandwagon. They think there's a bandwagon and they think, Oh, we should do a podcast. So by the time they come to me, they sort of, in a way have already made up their mind that, Ooh, we want to get into this podcasting game or, you know, whatever they think it is, which is usually not hundred percent correct, but, but look, it's a marketing channel. Right? right. So, but then, yeah, then that's when the education starts. So I, I do all kind. there's a lot of time that goes into talking with them and what do you want to do? How, where's it going to be posted? Who's going to host it? I mean, everything. Like I have a whole, I have a whole pre-launch checklist of items they need to, you know, to give me and everything. So is, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of education that happens. And that was one of the things that I always would think would be kind of a stumbling block. How do you figure out for a company who hosts it? Cause whoever hosts it kind of becomes the voice of the company, which in some ways might be job security. <laughs> and I always wonder like, do you have the CEO? Do you have the marketing guy? Do you have the tech guy? Do you know, how do they usually go about, is it a dartboard? Do they just go and the host of the podcast is, all right, it's Jim. Welcome aboard. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think they just figure it out naturally. Like, like either there's one person that steps forward and says, oh, I'd love to do that. Or sometimes people will have done interviews for the company in some way. Maybe it's even like running a live panel and like someone in the company is just known as someone who can interview or facilitate conversation. So that's the person. Uh, I have one client who there is no one host, which might be, I don't know. I wonder what you think about that. It's just every episode is just a different, there's sort of a host and there's sort of a guest, but they're just having a conversation. But every, every episode, it's two different people. Depends on who the person is. Cause to me, it's hard to get attached to a host when they were there one episode, then they left. 
right came on and said you know welcome to the you know yellow scissors podcast uh this is a podcast about yellow scissors from the yellow scissors company i'm dave jackson i'm the head research development of scissory and uh that's why today we're gonna be talking about development and uh, blah 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 and I'm, of course i'm saying that because i have a pair of yellow scissors singing from me right um so if somebody explained why I'm the host this week and the next week they're like, you know, I'm Sandy. Uh, I'm the social media expert here at Yellow Scissors. And today we're going to talk about how I handle the Twitter feed. And uh, it, depending on and if the show was about, you know, whatever it is, and they explained why they were here, then I was like, on one hand, I'm getting to meet the whole company. I like that idea. But you are going to miss that. You know, we're bring back Steve, doggone it. <laughs> Better than, you know. Well, so, if it's. Yeah, that well, some and some of the people, well, some of the some people are stiff when they first start. I think everyone is a little stiff, right? So, so that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you know, people who've been podcasting a while, like you just all your guards just drop away and you just you're your be yourself and you're funny and stupid and silly. And then, and then that's what the people love about you. But in some of these bigger companies, they don't, they like, they would never do that. They have to be all proper and businesslike and all this. So in a way, there's not sometimes not much personality there to start to like. <laughs> That's the, yeah, they, they bring in the CEO. Welcome to the, <laughs> today we are going to discuss. Yeah, that would be, that is another reason why podcast movement is fun. Cause I think most podcasters are, it's weird. A lot of us are introverted until we get behind a microphone, but um, most of us like to talk, so it's it's uh, it's a fun time. But uh, and one one other thing about podcast movement in the past, well, yeah, I've, I've been to every one actually. So a lot of times, I think every time I'll I'll actually find people who I invite to be a guest on my show. So I'll like leave there with like twelve possible guests for my show, which uh, again helps that two, three, four months afterwards. Yeah, well, it just makes your life easier, and and. To me, the best way to connect with people is face to face. And that's where you get to, you know, if somebody's saying, I, oh, I might be a good guest for your show. Or I, I don't know that somebody would say that to me, but if they did, at least now I can kind of face to face decipher if they are or not, uh, as opposed to via email and things of that nature. Or the other thing I like doing is I'll just talk to everybody. And so if somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of starting a show about veterans. I'm like, oh, hold on. You got to go talk to Rob Kearns. He does a show. And then somebody else goes, oh, I want to do a show about cooking. Oh, you need to talk to Ryan. He's over. So I like to connect people. Uh, and, and that just is always a, a fun I don't, hobby while I'm That's there. That's awesome. You need to go talk to this person and that person. And then you you also run into shows that you're like, you know, it's it's super niche. You know, oh, I'm going to do it's, uh, it's a show called um, – silver and sexy. And you're like, really? What is that? It's a, it's a show about sex for people over 70. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, okay, well you need to have fun with that show. <laughs> so, um, I got a funny story for you. I, 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 about three years ago, I decided with fractal recording that I was, b before I sort of got some bigger corporate clients, I, I decided I was going to niche down to business authors. So I'm like, ooh, business authors. And then my whole plan was, you know, I'll produce podcasts for business authors. Okay. That's an, I, that, that was my plan. And then I was like, well, what a better way. I'm in the world. I'm, I'm in podcasting. I host other shows. I'll start a show interviewing business authors. <laughs> right. And that way I can invite them on my show to promote their book. And then very subtly sort of pitch my services to them or just at least let them know that I'm I'm with you right now. This sounds like a great plan. Right. And and I've had this plan many times before and uh, I don't think it's ever. Well, no, when I was local, when I had my local studio in New Jersey, I started like a local business show mm -hmm. and I would have people come into the studio and put on the headphones and talk into a mic like this. And of course people feel like rock stars and few of those people did, did become my clients, but when I was going to focus on business authors, I decided that I would start a show interviewing business authors. And I reached out to some uh, publishers who had a roster of authors. Right. And I said, hey, if you have people, send them over. And so they started sending me people. And I recorded like five or six episodes of the show, never published it, never released it because I, <laughs> it was, I didn't like it. It just, for some reason, it didn't click. And I was like, I'm not going to put this out. 
But now, literally for the last two and a half years, about every couple of weeks, I'll get an email. Oh, so-and-so at the publishing company said I should be on your show. And you, you have a wonderful show. And I'd like to be your guest. And I'm, I'm just sitting there going, dude, I don't even have a show. Like you did, you did zero research. You're just sending out a form letter. But I guess that's what happens. <laughs> that, my friend, is an um, yeah, no moment. <laughs> Hearing that September 4th. I love that. Yeah, I have, I have people that have done that to me. I, I did a show once with my now ex-wife called Healing Our Marriage. And obviously the podcast did not work because she's my ex-wife. But, <laughs> but we will have people that um, will say, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I love your show. And I'm like, which one? Because the last one was about three years ago. <laughs> Give me a break on that. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but uh, that's what well, here's. The, and so do you consider that podcast a failure? Oh, no way. No, I've, I've started and done so many and stopped so many, like all the ones I started in the beginning, I stopped. And I'm so happy about that because I didn't, I never wanted to be the guy who started one show and just did it forever. It's like, no way. My first five shows were not that good. It's like, I, I learned from them and, and I canceled them. And even, even the technical setup, like I was these days, I'm just going straight with Libsyn. I'm not doing the power press and I'm not, you know, it's a lib, my libs and feed, and that's it. Cause I don't want any complications in my feed. I don't want any website issue, hosting, anything. I don't want anything coming in the way of my feed. So now I just use libs and uh, that's it for my feed. Um, but back then I was doing the whole power press thing, which is still good to do. It's still great to do. The only, the only thing is you just hope that you don't have any website trouble, which is very rare. So, but anyway. As you when you start a show and it runs its course and you learn and you stop it and then you start another one, you get to optimize every part of that show, not just the on-air stuff, but the technical stuff as well. Yeah, that's that's, that's why I asked. I'm like, because some people are like, oh, what if I do it and, it and it doesn't work? I'm like, then you learn from it <laughs> and you move on. You know. Yeah. So awesome. Um, we had one other question I wanted to tackle here as we start to wrap things up. Speaking of websites. Um, Mike James had asked, I want to move away from Bluehost to something else. And he asked an interesting question that before I would go, and, and that is, what about WordPress.com? And I used to say, why would you use WordPress.com? It's a free thing. You're completely tied into it. And if you go to uh, um not a fabulous looking site but that is a wordpress.com site. And you'll notice that the player is very, very basic because that's the only option you get. You can't put in any kind of JavaScript into a wordpress.com site. But if you put the link, the direct link to the MP3, it will put that black little player there for you. And so if you're new to this kind of show, I love to experiment with stuff. And so I was like, well, what can you do with a wordpress.com site? So it's not some, I always tell people, it's like having um, the, the Lipson basic website um uh, power um blueberry has a basic um powerpress kind of sites thing that you can do you know if you're not looking to grow an email list and have a whole bunch of links and extra things on your website if you just need a place for people to click and listen you can do it it's not uh you know and it's one of the things what i do is i i take my domain which is podcastrodeoshow.com and it redirects to i think podcastrodeoshow.wordpress.com so that way, and, and again, most people don't notice that they've been redirected to a free site unless they happen to look at the top because they start looking at the graphics and things like that. So uh, it's not something I'm against. I just You just have to know what you're getting into. So if you start over there and you're like, yeah, I'm trying to put my MailChimp form on that. Nope, not going to work. Oh, okay, but I wanted to use, somebody was talking about a plugin. Nope, not going to work. This is just a website where, uh, where people can come and, and listen and, and go that route. So it's, uh, and it's free. Now they're like everything else that's free. They can, they will try to get you to upgrade. And like, if I wanted to pay, it's something ridiculous, like $3 a month, I could actually put my domain over there and all this other fun filled stuff. But for me, I'm like, ah, this will, this will work for now. So, um, but uh, well, Chris, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. I appreciate your, your time and getting up. Cause you're, you're an hour behind us, right? Two hours, two hours. Where are you located? You're, Oh, you're out in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to hang with you. It'd be fun. And where can uh, people find you? Oh, podcastengineeringschool.com. Yeah, that's good. 
And the show and the the new class starts September twenty sixth. September twenty sixth, and and the podcast engineering show, which is my podcast, that's a lot of fun. So if you're if if you've never known me or you want to just check out more, just look up the podcast engineering show and listen. Yes, if you have gear acquisition syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a fun way to learn about news. It, it, it has good things because you can learn about other equipment, but it also then makes you want to go buy more equipment. Hey, that spells gas. Gear acquisition syndrome. Gas. Yes. Okay. If, if you have a bad case of gas, <laughs> go listen to Chris's show. And it will. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. And uh, anything coming up on the show that I know last time you just had um, uh, pod nuts. Steve, Steve, Chira. Steve Cherubino. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, next week is Jason Sanderson, then comes Travis Hill, and I have like three or four more recorded. Really, it's, it's just the show keeps getting better and better and more fun, so it just, it's just nice. Great. And, of course, Barry. So, Barry, yeah. yeah. So, Well, we are here every Saturday, uh, 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. You can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, and uh, you can save when you sign up on the first month. And this is where I look down and go, crap, I still have 23 seconds. So uh, <laughs> if, you're at, if you're at Podcast Movement, find Chris at the booth uh, demo and uh, go check those out. Find me at the Libsyn booth. I definitely look forward to meeting everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week here at AskThePodcastCoach.com. Actually, we won't. <laughs>